Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Is that you screaming like that? <laughs> we still don't. The mystery has not been solved. Are you a screamer? Screen. Are you a screamer? No. That's how we're going to start this. <laughs> Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. <laughs> that's not me screaming. I have never said that ever. Oh, that's not Yeah. So Dell Jr. is a screamer. Yeah, that's not me. We have proof. Okay. Yes. I'm just trying to confirm who is and isn't a screamer. I am TJ Majors <laughs> and uh, 22 Spotter. Um, joining me back from uh, one snowmobile one, trip, yeah. Gwen Stefani concert, <laughs> crazy life in Vegas. Man, Brett Griffin, Spotter for Clint Boy this weekend. We have a special co host. The only advice I'm going to give you, Hannah, before you, I give you the mic to introduce yourself is don't suck. Don't suck. That's don't the suck. only preface. That's okay, it. yeah, we're yeah. good then. I, okay. I feel like we're okay. Good. But yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Excited to be here. Um, I mean, I guess you guys preface with what you do. Uh, work for Motor Racing Network, uh, pit reporter for Truck and Xfinity, um, washed up race car driver, which is how I ended up there as well. And then uh, side hustle is touch up and detail paint during the week for dealerships all over Charlotte. So um, keeps me busy. But no, I'm excited, excited to be here. So you just showed us a scar on your yeah. on your arm from I'm guessing a wreck in a race car. Yeah. So you aren't kidding. You really are washed up. What's like, the picture? Yeah, no, like yeah. really am washed up. So are you done, done? Or are you going to try to drive again sometime? Or um, You see, it kind of worked out to where like my weekends got filled up pretty quick with yeah. uh, working. So I'm going to try and get back to Idaho once or twice this year to race a super late model. Idaho? Um, yeah, yeah. Some Someone made it out of Potato State, believe it or not. There are people that live there. It's not a government conspiracy. <laughs> are you from Idaho? Yeah, born and raised. Okay. <laughs> I like Boise State's field. The blue turf? Yeah. Also, I'm a huge Peekaboo <laughs> Street fan. I hate huge that Huge what field. fan? Peekaboo Street. Peekaboo Street. Oh, my God. You never heard of her? Oh. Her? That's I'm a her? Heart- right. Okay. So now I'm, I'm confused. heartbroken. She's like one of the best female skiers ever. Oh, well, yeah. I don't ski. I snowboard. Yeah. I mean, like, she's like the Lindsey Vaughn from Lindsey Vaughn ago. You know what I mean? Sure. She weren't, she's not. You know who Lindsey Vaughn is? Yeah, I know who Lindsey Vaughn is. Thank Only because Noah Gregson tweets at her all the time. About, oh, he does? Like, yeah, some. I don't blame Is her. that Tiger's ex? Is it? Yeah, I think so. She's yeah. hot. I don't know. Uh, she's yeah. real hot. Yeah, it's Tiger Dex. She's like <laughs> yeah. the real pretty blonde one, right? Yes. She's like really like announced her retirement or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps falling. Yeah. 
She's really good though. She's <laughs> she won like everything good. you can win. In yeah, yeah. like Olympics, right? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. No, not no, the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> like, not the Olympics. Yeah, uh-huh. but she's a skier, right? Jeez, yes, oh, the Olympics. <laughs> Wait, that was sarc. I'm done. Are you serious? Are we? What else? Do what you time ski does this in? get over? Someone else is being roasted today. I love it. <laughs> Are you already gonna quit? <laughs> we just started. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Casey's been fired like three times, so. Oh, yeah, you, you're allowed to quit at least three times during this show. Casey, yeah, some, what did Casey ever say what she has she's to do? She's in Philadelphia. Oh, lovely. home of Xfinity. I bet she's having a meeting. Yeah, Philly's a fun town. Hmm. You ever been to Philly, TJ? I have been to Philly. You know what? I don't know if I've ever been downtown Philly. Uh, hey, no. so uh, before we jump into this thing, Freddie Kraft, the retweet contest that you guys did in my absence, he made it. So he's got to get on <laughs> here and get his beer yeah. belly out. And yes. and does he like have to shake it and do all that stuff? Yes, yes. That's reenacting the scene. Yeah. So should we do that? You need to do like a side by side. I'm gonna yeah. stand in the doorway and yeah. be like, "Go on and do it." And he's like, <laughs> "Come on, let me in." We won't let him in until he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be his entrance. So do we do that hmm. next Monday after Fontana? I don't see why not. We need to do it soon. Yeah. We need Who's to do gonna it design what's on his belly? I already oh, asked if man. I can sponsor the belly button. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to paint something on there. We do actually. Um, he may not give us a say though, because it's his belly. <laughs> but I feel well, like he lost, just, so like therefore it's all we could up. Just do another contest. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do another contest. So, Tony, so. what do you call that? The truffle shuffle. You've yeah. never heard of it? Yeah, I, I, I had forgot that I heard of this, it. Okay. You've never so, seen the movie. I was going to say, we just had a conversation it. about not having so, seen the Goonies. Seen movie. You know, that's where the kid wants <laughs> yeah. in the house. Yeah, yeah. Is it Corey Field? Which one? Which Corey Haim or Corey Feldman's at the at the doorway? One yeah, of them. One of them. So, uh, the kid from Mouth from the movie is what his name is. But you know they won't let him in the house. So how long does Freddie have to shake his belly? I don't know. <laughs> Five, ten seconds. That's all. How long do you want him to do it? I think was, I think we need to video it in real time, and I think we need to video it separately in slow mo. That's what I was thinking. So though. we can really get the movement. I don't really want to see it, but I think the <laughs> internet deserves it. <laughs> so here's why we got to hurry up and do it because he's on this this dumb keto diet thing, right? So he's trying to lose all oh, his weight. Yeah. So we got to do it before he gets skinny. Okay. You know so what I mean? Ne- we got to do it next week. So we got to do it next Monday. Yeah, we have to. Cause and then the Monday after that, Jason in Martinsville, Bob Pocker said he'd come on here with us because he's getting ready to move. Uh, relocate, leave Charlotte. I'm not going to tell you where he's going because it may not be any of my business. But the Monday after Martinsville, we'll have Pocky on here. Maybe he can do some pickles back shots. Yeah, Hopefully he do doesn't hit bags. a deer on the way back. Yeah. Because last time we went to Martinsville, he hit a deer. Yeah, he did. He's so. got the best hair in the media. Pockers. I love that guy's hair. <laughs> I like all his raincoats. Yeah. I wish windbreakers. I, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, and you have to keep us on track, or we'll just keep. Yeah, talking. We'll keep I know they told me that's my goal, and that I'm not talking. not good at that because I'll continue to chime well, you've in. You've already on... been fired once, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I got two more times, so we're good. Uh, this yeah, might be the good. second. I already. quit the first time. Okay, uh, not really. I first <laughs> want to hear about Clint's airplane ride back. That video went pretty viral. So Clint, uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys exactly how it went down, and I'm really sorry that I'm about to throw a couple guys under the bus, but we were sitting there on the plane, and. Uh, and, and we get there, and our trainer gets on the plane and says, look, there's a guy on the 41 that has a confirmed case of the flu 
We're going to put him in the very back. I'm like, perfect, where everybody goes to pee at. We all yeah. walk right by there. So we're going to put him in the very back, and he's going to fly with you guys for four and a half hours, and we hope that nobody else gets the flu. But here's a mask if you want to wear it. So, of course, we're all like, yeah, give me a mask. I've been trying to avoid uh, yeah. getting the flu for three weeks. My whole house has had it, literally. Yep. So Clint's sitting there, and he's got this this dumbass-looking mask on, <laughs> and, and he's wired after a race, right? So he's sitting there. Well, all of a sudden, he, he clicks on this David Reagan tweet, and David Reagan's standing in front of a plane telling everybody about his day and Clint looks at me and he's like please promise me you'll never make me do anything like that and I said well actually I think with you wearing this mask that we should do a post-race update so he just fires off and candidly tells the fact that and we're not supposed to drink on these planes like we have a no drinking policy and he rats out the guy behind us justice our IT guy and says yeah we got a bottle of crown royal on here and there might be some in my solo cup so it was uh Jason to your point just literally a last minute hey let's do this this sounds fun the PR guy Mike Arning who's been with Tony Stewart for 20 years he was like hey I don't think it's a good idea to to do this Clint's like I already hit sin sorry bud (laughs) so uh that's kind of how that went wow so that's uh interesting two people that are bored you should get to the plane a little later. <laughs> Take your time getting to the plane from now on. So it ended up the guy that had the flu, you know, and I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but I didn't want him on my plane, you know. He uh, ended up not making it in time, so he got put on a, another plane. Oof. So no flu. Uh, no so you flu. took your no mask flu, though, off. Yeah. No, Clint still flew with his mask on the whole way home. <laughs> <laughs> Better uh, safe than sorry, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. And then one I more guess. thing. Um, apparently, Brett was talking about this porta potty on the spider stand on the radio yesterday because Dustin Long tweeted about it, and then Dale said, "Well, it's probably TJ Majors talking about the porta potty on the roof." Oh, so I actually took a picture of it, and and I'll send that to you, Jason. You can send it out. Okay. But what happened? So so we get to some. So here's here's all we want as spotters, and I think TJ agree. But we want we want a place to park. When we get to the roof on the spotter stand, yeah. right? Wow, so when we get something. to the track, we want a place to park. We want a gate to be able to get into the track. We want an elevator to be able to take us up 10, 12 flights, whatever it is that we're going. And then once we get up there, we'd like to have some shade. We're never going to get it. We're just going to stand up there and roast to death. Uh, but we have <laughs> to have some. Shade. We have to have no. somewhere to use the bathroom. And Phoenix, uh, the, the the restrooms are two floors below where we stand, so we can't often take a two floor break. You know, because cautions sometimes go fast by the time you do your round of pit stops and you shuffle the stage and all these things. So Phoenix is kind enough to put four porta potties on top of the roof. So I was yeah. like, hey, I'm going to pee. And Clint's like, oh, that's convenient. And I was like, yeah, man, you won't believe this. We got some a redneck porta potty set up up here. So I guess I didn't know Dustin Long had, uh, had grabbed it. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what we got. Yeah. Phoenix is actually one of the better places, kind of. Uh, to have them up there, though, it's quick, convenient, and you're done. How do you places. think they clean them? Yeah, so that was my thought, and then the thought process of having a porta potty on a roof is like so they're they're anchored slightly down. scary to me. Like they're what a wind, no, oh, good wind gusts. Yeah, no, like. they're anchored down. <laughs> but like, I will say this: they were clean, completely clean. I mean, I don't know they're they're clean. Like uh, the hand sanitizer was full, everything. You think so. we get new ones every time, or you think they just leave those up there? <laughs> like oh, they get them, they put them on a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I was reading the clean dates on them when I was. <laughs> <laughs> they literally have clean dates. Like there people, is. Are, I was reading them. They initial and everything. <laughs> right when they go in and like drain yeah. them out and clean them, right? Yeah. yeah. There's and there's sign. There's a bunch of them, so I know like they're clean. So thank you, Phoenix. It's crazy. Thank you, ISM Raceway for the porta bodies on the roof. And uh, yeah, it's very convenient and useful. So yeah, I mean, you can blame me for that if you want. <laughs> Blame me for those if you want, but it's better than the alternative. So I, I did you use them during the race? Yeah. How many times? Just once. 
Oh, I went like four. I, I feel like that race was really long. Yeah, I was random. No, that race is short. <laughs> really? I was random. Short, but oh, you were random, so yeah. you were real hydrated. I was ready. So, to how go. much notice did you get when you were random yesterday? Uh, like two hours. Were you at the track when you got it? Uh, n- almost. Like I was on the way. Yeah. So, so they've changed yeah. the random up a little bit on us this year, and and I mean, like, man, I I don't know. You just I've been twice this year already. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't trust you. Apparently, man. <laughs> the heck. Good thing you piss excellence. I do. Yeah. Do you ever, like, fill the cup up? Well, yeah. Because they're like, if you don't pee to this line, you got to pee again. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it is. And then once you start, just like, oh, You're I got to like, get oh, to the line. I got to yeah, get. It is, oh, I'm uh, above the line. Oh, man. It is. Uh, I'm nervous a little bit. I'm nervous. Going. Me too, <laughs> man. I get nervous. Because if you don't fill it up enough, you got to sit there until you go again. Yeah. And it's almost you're scared, like you're nervous, like you got to hit that line. So then the lady <laughs> tells me, so I go in the preseason, right? And I get in there, and and she's like, "Oh, you're here for a urine sample." I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay, well, here's some water." I said, "Okay, cool." She gives me the water. I chug two bottles of water. She says, "Okay, you ready?" I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm good. You know, I might need one more bottle of water." Oh, well, if you drink too much water, it's too diluted, and and you'll have to. I don't. They'll kick it out. I was like. What does that mean? That's a thing. She said, if you drink too much water, it's going to delete your urine and they're going to kick it out. I'm like, what does that mean? They were going to kick me out for drinking too much water. You don't want to hand me the water, lady. Like, so yeah. anyway, I guess it was fine. Crazy. There's a method to the madness. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Well, I, I always, so I went there and the, the infield care center is all the way in turn one now, yeah. like all the way in the corner. So I'm like, okay, I got to go. I start walking that way. And by the time I get there, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, eyeballs let's go. Are floating. I get there, and I'm like fifth in line. I'm like, holy cow, this is not going to be good. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. It was like you're stuck in a car. You know, <clears throat> you're riding in a Charlotte. <laughs> and you got, you're got you going downtown, and you got, you already been pre-gaming. <laughs> and you got to go. It's like you need to like pull over beside the interstate yeah. right now. Anywhere but sunset. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get off. <laughs> yeah, so – you know everything uh, I passed, I think, and <laughs> and uh, went about seven more times throughout the day. So, yeah, should be good. Awesome. Glad we got to talk about peeing. I know. Good job, Jason. You're welcome. Thanks, Jason. All right, spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. You say spot off on the punch. You spot <laughs> off that. Spot on and spot off. I'm going spot on. So spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it, and you say why either way. All right, guys, that first topic obviously went viral on Twitter, something we're obviously all on. Daniel Suarez, Michael McDowell called to the NASCAR hauler after that good old qualifying fight. What do you got for that? Uh, spot on, I guess. There's going to be some more. There's going to be some more of this stuff because um, the times are shorter. You don't have as much time, and we're getting ready to go to a track where you're going to probably want some help again. So we're all going to – it's going to be like – Taking forty marbles and putting them in a in a um, a funnel into turn one on the apron when we're qualifying, because but you're not going to want to be the first one either. So uh, it, there's a possibility that we might see some more stuff. Um, but this this one, in my opinion, could have been prevented. It probably didn't need to happen. Uh, so I think how could it have been prevented? Um, just better placement on the track. I mean, he could have got that, you, who you throwing under the bus here. <laughs> The driver, I mean, spotter, the, both. I don't know if who it, you got. Yeah, I don't know if the spotter said go and the driver didn't. I don't know which what happened here, but you and I know Frank, the, you and Frank Denny are tight now. I know you might be getting ready to break up. Hey, <laughs> I know the audio of of Daniel's radio was interesting. Yeah, 
So, uh, you know, I don't. When you read his tweets, do you tend to like read them in a Spanish accent? Because <laughs> I do, man. Like when I was reading this tweet, I was like, just reading it. I kick your ass, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess. I I'm know. spot off on this whole situation. I'm spot off on NASCAR calling them to the truck, unless when they called them in, the first thing they did was gave him a high five. It went viral. Because it's a shame that I, I literally left there, and I didn't know who sat on the pole. I didn't know who qualified in the top ten, because all you knew is these two right. guys got into a fight. But, but here's the problem. Right before qualifying started, an Xfinity car lost a motor, and he completely oiled down the entire racetrack. And none of us ever want to be the first car out, especially in that scenario. So we have a 10-minute session. We have 40 cars. We're all sitting there waiting until the end. There literally isn't enough time. There isn't enough room. And now we put on just a full-blown shisha. That's just my opinion of what happened. So we were there for – the crew guys were there for 8 to 10 hours that day, teching, practicing, teching again, qualifying – just to have it completely turn into a mess, man. So I, I've i never been a big fan of, of uh, the group qualifying thing for that reason because I always wanted it to be man versus machine versus a track, one-on-one, no variables. Let's find out who's got the best car, who's the best driver. And we've seen two sessions where we don't think that's the case. You know, we left Vegas where the fastest car didn't sit on the pole. The guy who fat posted the fastest time in qualifying session didn't sit on the pole. He got DQ'd. The first two, as a matter of fact, so the guy that was third fastest in the qualifying session sat on the pole because of the trickery that the teams are trying to pull off as a result of the rules and the parameters that were put in. It's just a mess. I don't know how we fix it. Um, I don't think it shows its face as much at Fontana. Once we leave Fontana, we get to Texas, we get to Kentucky, we get to Charlotte. It's going to keep being a complete mess. Yeah, I don't know. With the package the way it is, I don't know if single-car qualifying is uh... – I almost think you have to do group qualifying with the 2019 package because if you're wide open, um, it's like plate race. And I think I think you might have some teams start manipulating ways to get into the show, doing things just to relay down a good lap and getting in and then making that first pit stop and taking moving all your adjustments around. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is, uh, it is different now. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it it's exciting, if I this guess. this were guys fighting for, you know, Fourth and well, fifth, like hell yeah, that's awesome. I don't, These I guys don't qualify twenty seventh and twenty eighth, and then we're in the same truck, and they're in the to... same truck. Yeah. And who cares? Like it's entertaining that they're fighting. Listen to me, I right. love it. I'm from Page on South Carolina. Like we think it's a sport, right? But I'm telling you, it's just like, man, this is kind of ain't cool, you know. I mean, there's going to be opportunity for what more. I didn't like about the fight, and I'm, I'm I, I've known Drew Blickensdorf for a long time. The foot grab. What I didn't like about the fight was. Drew came in from the back, slammed him on the hood, broke it up. I'm totally cool with that. But then he kept him pinned down while his driver was pulling on his foot, could have been twisting his ankle, could have dropped an elbow in the knee. I mean, when a, when, when, when a fight breaks out, you don't know who's against you, right? I mean, like Drew holding him on the hood, Drew could have started punching Daniel, right? Yeah. So, so to me, the only conversation that should have been had publicly is, hey, when this happens, we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to do anything to you this time. But from now on, when you guys break this up, you break it up and you stop because for me, I saw continued aggression. And if I'm Daniel, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Daniel's pinned down. That's not really. That's not really fair. You know, either way, if you want to push the guy back and you know, hey, it's enough. Stay over here. Blah blah blah. But when the other guy's already up, coming back after him, who somebody push that guy down or yeah. somebody hold him back? I mean, so. Drew's a former wrestler, so I guess he's like trying to get takedown points and yeah. all this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, Daniel got one. 
Yeah, yeah Daniel did get a pretty good little takedown there. Did she chase his tweet? I, I just liked how he stood over him after he did it. I know. <laughs> he did it. I mean, yeah. I, that was kind of cool, too. They are all talking about hiring Daniel as the bodyguard, and Hemrick got on there and said, um, yeah, I don't know about that. I think it was Bubba, actually, that goes, dude, we ain't talking about you, you wimp. Like, wrong <laughs> Daniel. I think it was Bubba that got on there and was like, dude, yeah. Sorry, but that, that job offer's not for you. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Did you see Chase's tweet? No, what was it? Big tree fall hard. <laughs> Big tree fall hard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. If I'd have been Michael McDowell, though, I will say this. I would have totally worn my helmet to driver intros because he caught so much crap for not taking yeah. his helmet off. Yeah, and, then and he, having it on. And then he played to it about he slept in it. Like, he should have walked across the stage with his helmet on. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. Because they did play Eye of the Tiger. Right? And put them both out, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. All right, next one. And you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. The reconfiguration of Phoenix, they moved that start-finish line. It's the second time we've run it past, you know, what was turn two. Some wild restarts, three and four and five wide racing on Sunday. Yeah, they were definitely spot on. You know, I, I was fortunate enough uh, during the second stage to be in the front and not have to deal with that. But but during the majority of the last stage, it was literally four wide, five wide, you're second from the bottom. Like, yeah. things were happening faster. And, and, and I was being put in scenarios with Clint that I've never been in. I didn't know what to say. I mean, once you say five wide, I'm like, how do you tell him where he's at in this five wide? Because Second from the bottom there's a difference <laughs> when you're making it five wide at Talladega yeah. and you know where you're placing yourself yeah. and are you know, like it was happening so quick with that it bottom was. lane sucking so bad on restarts that, that you were literally saying, I don't know how to explain to him where he's at and, and how not to get wrecked. And then on top of it, I don't know how there wasn't a big wreck. Yeah, I definitely said things that I didn't think I would have to say. I, I think I think I was one inside, three outside. Uh, a couple different times we were, you know, three outside or four outside. How do you like, even know what that means when you're in there in the middle of all that? It means don't come up, <laughs> I you guess. Just stay low. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm spot on it. There's room, there's racetrack there, and, you know, guys are, it's exciting. I mean, uh, and kind of even the knockout qualifying, touch back on that, people are saying that they're, they're enjoying it. You know, they're enjoying the, the, the excitement of, especially this weekend is going to be, Somebody's probably not going to make it back around because this is a big track. Big track. So, yep. but yeah, spot on for the racetrack. And um, I miss the old Phoenix from the short track Phoenix, in my opinion. But you know, I, I'm glad there's a I'm glad there's a racetrack. I mean, it's exciting. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix definitely one of my favorites. Now that Harvick says faster speeds aren't always the answer to creating more passing. This was the first week back that you guys had the full 750 horsepower. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely spot on to that. I, I saw somebody post a, a video from Bristol a couple weeks ago, and it was uh, Mark Martin and Davey Allison racing side-by-side side or racing. I mean, they were four seconds slower. They were running the Xfinity Bush car or whatever. They were running them, and they were three to four seconds slower than what we're running now and still having a great race. So uh, speed isn't necessarily the answer to, to – um, you know, all the problems It just, you don't have to go faster to have better racing. You just have to, these cars, I can tell you right now, they are so stuck to the racetrack. It, it It's kind of like slot car racing. I mean, they're just so stuck. Um, it's hard for guys. They don't have as many moments. They don't have as many um, big, you know, getting loose moments. They're, they're just stuck to the track. Yeah. I mean, top speeds are, uh, are, are impressive on paper. Top speeds are impressive to me in person. I think, you know, what Harvick's alluding to is the faster corner speeds is, is ultimately what we're turning. But the, the part of the quote that made me interested was when he said, I was seven-tenths faster than the car in front of me, and when I called him, I couldn't pass him. I think that's where 
you know, NASCAR's got to keep looking at this package and saying, because clearly the package worked on restarts. But once we got spread out, we did the same thing. I mean, at the end of the race, I watched Harvick on new tires catch Logano, and it took him 30 laps to get by him. He finally passed him with, with one to go there. So, and, and again, he was three to four tenths a lap faster than Joey Logano the whole time he was catching him. But once he got within that three, four car length window, Harvick was moving around, trying to keep air on his nose, still couldn't get by Joey. So I think there's still a lot of room for improvement there. And, uh, man, we'll just have to see how the ball keeps bouncing. Yeah, for sure. All right, last one here. This was something that was exciting to me. Finally, they announced Nashville replaces Las Vegas as the host city for the Cup Awards. Heading to Music City this year. I've never, never really been out in Nashville, so it's a good time. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, be I've hard never for me remembered to, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard for me to say spot on yet, but uh, I've heard great things about Nashville. So, um, I still wish we would just have it in Charlotte. Here's what I wish: I wish we would just have the banquet like that week. I don't know why. Like right we, after Homestead? Yeah, because I think we have a lot of momentum. You know, we, we obviously are crowning three champions that weekend. I would love to see us go on Monday night or Tuesday night to Nashville. Stop worrying about the TV audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if you're going to record it and tape it and send it out later, what, however you want to distribute it, I don't really – obviously that's not my, my line of work. But I just would, more, would, would worry more about the momentum and the excitement and the party. And I can tell you, man – you know, these guys are going to have a good time in Nashville. I wish they'd let me assign a bar for each one of them to go guest bartend because you could do some really fun promotions in this town. And the cool thing is for teams, it costs a lot of money to travel to Vegas. You know, we'll, we'll travel to Nashville a lot, a lot more economically than we would Vegas. But, man, two weeks is a long time to crown a champion, you know. Like post-race after yeah, Homestead? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that idea, like you said, though, of doing it right after. Just carry the Homestead. Everyone's excited. Champions hyped. Yeah. To just – go right into like a celebration because you know depending on who it is they might be drunk from sunday (laughs) to tuesday absolutely (laughs) i don't know Uh, to me um i'm kind of the opposite i kind of liked the break between it it just gave you a little bit of time to to take a breather after the race and kind of come home get things organized and it wasn't but what was this year it wasn't very it wasn't it was a week and a half a couple weeks or something I think it's going to be longer this time than what it was. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. Jason may have the date over there; he can pull up. But I think it's like uh, once again. I mean, it was like Snowball Derby weekend, so it was like the first weekend of December. Yeah, I think it's. I liked a little bit of a break just because you you came home, and this is just from last year's experience. We you had a little bit of a chance to to just catch your breath, come home, and you know you you want to go home. I I was excited to go home to see my. You're talking about you. I'm talking about social media relevance. (laughs) I'm talking about the fan base relevance. I'm talking about the excitement of the driver. Like he he's almost had it sink in for too long. Like. I want some raw emotion. I want guys up there talking about why it's fresh, while they're excited about their offseason. Because I can tell you, everybody that I know, other than you, two weeks into the offseason, the last place they want to be <laughs> is at a banquet. Yeah, you, well, I, I wouldn't want to leave if I got home two weeks and spent two weeks. Nah. It's like, I got to go does, somewhere again. It does make it harder to, to plan stuff. But, I mean, it, it was good. I don't want a long break, but I think – I mean – I don't know, man. It's just nice to get back and get. But Our I can season's see already forty weeks. <laughs> I also like giving people a chance to. Okay, say race fans, you know, um, they actually have a, a couple weeks to. You know what? My driver won the championship. I'm making plans now. I wasn't going to go until you know I knew he won. I didn't want to make a trip, but now that he won the championship. I want to go and see him now. So, and I definitely think Nashville is a more legit. <laughs> 
logistical location. Well, that's it. Our fans live around Nashville, right? I mean, we're still a southeastern sport yeah. as far as our hardcore fan base. I'm our number one TV now. market every freaking week yeah. is Greensboro, North Carolina. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we've got fans on the West Coast, and I, and, I, and I love those guys. They're passionate about our sport. But we're we're right where we need to be. I think Nashville's a smart play. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, we'll keep playing those best of DBC moments during our break when we're all in studio because I think it'll be funnier when we're all here to reminisce and listen to them. But let's take a break. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, we have my old teammate Steve Park as a guest. You don't want to miss it. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available major podcast platform and we are back we'll head in the fast lane i'll give these guys three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall they'll have 30 seconds to respond to each that's right. actually not true because casey's not here so hannah is. i know not. it's so funny hearing casey's voice in my yeah. head it's like i'm gonna tell him three questions and i'm like yeah that's not my voice that's not exactly how <laughs> this is gonna go hey guess who i saw this week and we're off track. Yeah, Maybe. You've, you've yeah. probably seen him because, because uh, I, I don't know. No, you've seen him because he travels with y'all. So I'm walking through the garage, and I hear this guy go, hey, Brett, what's up? And I look over there, and there's this big old tree. I mean, this guy's six foot six, just towering over everybody. And I'm like, who the hell is that guy, and how does he know me? And I'm like, that's Josh. He's shaved. Producer oh. Amish Josh has no oh, facial yeah, I hair. Him. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even recognize this guy. I remember when he, I saw him, I think he was shaved in Daytona. Yeah, and it was like so he has to shave. He told me Pinsky allows yeah. no facial hair. Yeah, he really? uh, yeah he. Um, Do you know Josh Maston? <laughs> no, but he's huge. I mean, he is six foot. Yeah. He's legitimately six foot six, right? TJ. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. So he had always had a beard, and we always picked on him. He was our producer the first year okay, we did BBC, right? So and then you upgraded. Um, yeah, man. You know what's strange is no matter what we do, we have a hot co-host. <laughs> Thank you. Like we're three for oh. three. Not you. You're a you're a you're a you're an analyst or something. Something. But like every every time we get a, a, a nice female host, we get the hostess with the mostest. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. All right, I'm sorry, Hannah. I got off. No, topic. yeah, you're good. Okay, so first question here. Again, topic all over Twitter this weekend, especially following Atlanta. Um, Kyle Bush is now one win away from two hundred across NASCAR's top three series. Will Bush's feet be more impressive than Richard Petty's two hundred cup wins? Can you even compare that? No. no I don't think you it's can I mean, I hate to say that. I hate to discount what he's doing, but he was the only cup driver in the Xfinity race on Saturday. Um, you know, when he was when he was being contested in trucks by other cup guys, you know, like the Keselowskis of the world. Um, I mean, Clint would run occasionally. I mean, he wasn't candy picking as easy as he is now. And then let me look, the guy's going to win 200 races unless something really, really drastic happens between now and then. But you can't compare winning 200 races to what Richard Petty did. Uh, Kyle is going to be the winningest guy in trucks in Xfinity Series history, though, and, and I think he'll stay that for a long time. Yeah, you, that was going to be my point exactly. Um, you know, he's got a lot of, not that they were easy wins, but he's not racing the fields like that he should, you know, they're not stacked fields. No. So, um, and he's and he's arguably in the best equipment in both of those lower series. Yes, I mean, he had his own Xfinity team quit driving it because he couldn't win in it. He couldn't win in it so, about five years ago. But Kyle still... I mean, I feel like you could put Kyle in a Formula One car and be competitive still. Kyle can drive the wheels off anything. so He's one of the best drivers ever. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, cool to see him break that record of Ron Hornaday's in the trucks. But next question here. Not if you're a Ron Hornaday fan. Yep. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> 
You got a Kyle shirt on? <laughs> do I have a Kyle shirt on? Yeah. No, 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 anything I do else? not. Ain't wearing anything else, M&M's? Um, no. Did you see a Westbrook in the M&M's oh, yeah. jacket? That was yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. That yeah. was super cool. Yeah. I think, think that's more than once that he's been like spotted in some like Kyle yeah. Busch or NASCAR apparel like that, too, yeah. which is cool. That is cool. Um, second question here. Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske have combined to win 12 of the last 16 cup races. Have they emerged as the top cup organization? Um, you know, I still think I still think we got some figuring out to do with the, the new car. Um, it's hard to come out of the it's hard to come out of the box with a new car and know everything about it. So um, I feel like we came out strong. So like to keep building on it. But as far as being, you know, obviously Gibbs has been they've been, you know, <laughs> number one, you know, up there for a while. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Brett will have more of an opinion than I will. <laughs> well, I mean, the question is that they won 12 of the last 16, or that have they emerged as the top cup organizations? I mean, you just answered the question. If they want to run won 12 of the last 16, yeah, they are the top cup organizations. You know, I think it puts pressure on Stuart Haas, who started off the year really strong last year, had all four drivers win, to, to, to have to turn the key and get up a, another level here to compete with these two guys. It gives Hendrick and, and everybody else just, just looking at these two companies go, hey, what are they doing? And, and you got to close the gap. And, I mean, everybody's working hard, right? But you got to work smart to catch up. All righty, last question here. Oh, wait, TJ's got You got anything left on that there? Nope. <laughs> All right, last question here. The aero package that will be used for this Sunday's race at Fontana will be the same package from Las Vegas back down on the horsepower. Will it impact the racing with slower speeds on the old surface of Fontana? I'll let pay attention. Um <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> will it, how will it impact the speeds? Man, you know, our thing is we're going so fast through the corners. So I think when you look at what Penske's been able to accomplish at a place like Atlanta is their straightaway speeds um, and, and, and a place like Vegas. Like they're, they're running slower on the straightaways than a lot of guys, and they're running a lot faster through the corners. So they're really making up their speed with that downforce and with that handling. We keep hearing guys talking about trimming their cars out, and I think some of us may have trimmed them too far and and Pinsky's obviously in my opinion been the best balance there at these places I think Fontana is going to be a lot like Atlanta in terms of it's going to eat tires you know we went to Vegas last week or Phoenix last week we saw zero tire wear the only reason the speed slowed down was because the tire got hot so I think at a place like Fontana we're going to see tire wear which everybody in this sport is going to be a fan of you're going to be wide open for just a little bit but that place is abrasive which is awesome so that's one of my favorite things to go to a track where the tires actually wear out. You're going to have guys kind of go back to maybe 10, 15 years ago where they're going to have to try to conserve some tires a little bit. Um, so that's going to come into play. I think more, it's going to be like Atlanta. We have to see more pressure. And I don't know the pressure is the right, right word, but we have to put ourselves in a situation where tires always Matter. wear out tires where matter. tires always matter we don't need to see guys staying out on 20 lap tires at a mile and a half track yeah. and starting with the lead and eight laps later still be able to lead because that's a problem that's not uh that's not what fans are going to want to see from an entertainment perspective because we put on a show based on tire the, yeah. the, sh the show in the racing is always better when tires are wearing out i don't feel like we're far from it I don't feel like we're far from it. We need we need to, we were far from it this weekend. Well, I mean, we, yeah, but we need to we need a balance between, you know, guys that okay, I'm going to stay out and maybe I can hold them off. Now there's no no doubt. Yeah, there is no doubt. So no. yeah, I mean, and that's Austin, something we look forward to too. I mean, like reporting and like our side on pit road, tire strategy. I mean, we're watching yeah. everyone when you're coming down pit road, and if you can just stay out that stage because you can stay within your fuel window and you don't have to come down for tires, right. 
you ain't coming down and you ain't getting those pit stops and the swap ups like you said. So yeah, yeah I completely agree with that as well. Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks for giving us your two yeah. cents. Yeah, you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a spotter You're over fitting here. fitting right in oh, over here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Off the wall question. Um, a restaurant in Pennsylvania has started using pickles as the bread on sandwiches. Would you rather only be able to eat sandwiches with pickles as bread for the rest of your life or become a vegetarian? And TJ, you get to kick this one off. Uh, I would not eat pickles. Um, I've never. There's I'm not an old a, saying about pickles. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. What's the old saying? I don't know. Well, I don't. I'm not a fan of pickles. I hate when you go to like Chick-fil-A and get a sandwich and it has a pickle on it and it just soaks into the bread. Then you it's can, all mushy. Yeah, forget that. So I would. Uh, but would you be a vegetarian? Uh, or eat pickles? Pickles aren't meat, though. But Right, but you would only be able to eat a sandwich with pickles for bread or uh, be a vegetarian. I feel like you could sacrifice sandwiches, Yeah, right? I would go ahead and just be a vegetarian at that point. <laughs> you like pickles? Yeah, but I don't like pickles on my sandwiches. Me neither. Like, I, I don't like, like pickles and Bloody Marys, but I don't like pickles. Like, when I go to Chick-fil-A, I literally say no pickles because, number yeah. one, they have to make my sandwich fresh, and number two, I don't like those green stains on my bread. That's what I'm saying. You're just mushy on your Chick-fil-A yeah. sandwiches. Yeah, yep. but I, don't, I'm, I mean, I eat pickles, and I like picklebacks, but I don't eat Pickle pickles on are good. sandwiches. What's the old saying? I don't know. All right, we're anti-pickles. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Goodness. Ask DBC. Remember, you can submit your questions all week long to hashtag Ask DBC. All right, first question here from at night ke asks, does it make sense that you run a 750 horsepower motor at the small tracks and a 550 horsepower motor at the big tracks? Absolutely. Give more at the little tracks if you want. Make the throttle Rolling matter. Out. Make the throttle matter. <laughs> I mean, that's where guys like that's where guys that are patient and uh, the short tracker guys, that's where that's where they excel is learning. Like Clint would be, I think Clint would be really good with a big motor at a short track. I, I mean, I, we've said that before. I mean, I think some of these guys are better with more throttle response, like a Jimmy Johnson, like a Clint Boyer, you know, the guys that have grown up racing all different styles of, tr of, of, of cars, not just late models. But it almost doesn't make sense. I mean, you read the question, you know, let's give them a big motor at a small track yeah. and a small motor at, at a, a big, big track. track. Yeah. Uh, I, man, that's – I don't – man, like in even reading this question, like if I'm an engine builder – and, and I used to know that my motors were going to go out and turn 10,000 RPMs, and I had to, you know, be able to build something that would run 210 miles an hour getting to the corner at Michigan, 216 back in the day when they repaved it or something oh, crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, we heard Kyle Busch say that drivers had their talent discounted with this package. Um, are engine builders having their talents discounted with, with limiting them at 550 horsepower? I don't know the answer to that, but I would love to have a Doug Yates or somebody you know, answer that yeah. question. But for me, man, no. I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, what do you yeah. think? What do I? Oh, yeah. am I allowed to yeah, chime in on yeah, this one yeah, now? You did good on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, give them that throttle. Give them the ability because we talk about how you know into the racetrack these cars are. So put them on a small track and make that throttle count. You know, be able to bust these cars loose, get sideways. So putting them on a smaller environment like that, you know, give them give them more horsepower because I feel like more horsepower at a bigger track isn't as relevant. I'd take more horsepower at a bigger track if they weren't stuck. Right. Well, you just said they're driving like slot cars, so the way you do that yeah. is you make them go too fast on entry of the corner. Well, I think I think we need to take some other things away before we get to that point. So <laughs> good um, question. All right, second question here from the Tyler Goral asks, after seeing the Suarez-McDowell incident, what is the most memorable incident between drivers or crew members? Hmm. 
I got, man, it's hard not to go with Ambrose and Casey Mears. I think it's uh, DW and uh, who was it? They were fighting when the crews got into it. Um, oh, that was with Todd Parrott and them back in the day. Yeah. Rusty Wallace, maybe? Yeah, yeah, it was Rusty. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That was a good one, in my, in my opinion. That was a good one, yeah. That was a good one. Um, I mean, this was a this was okay. There was just a takedown. There wasn't really, you know, Casey uh, <laughs> Casey got punched Ambrose, in the face. I mean, Ambrose rocked Casey Mears. But then <laughs> when did. you watch that video, and I want you all to go watch this video right now. Go type in Casey Mears gets rocked by Marcus Ambrose. <laughs> and after Casey Mears gets rocked, one of Casey Mears' crew guys kind of came in from behind and forearmed Marcus in the back of the head. Not a lot of people saw that. Cheap See, shot. me being a page in the South Carolina guy, you got to watch <laughs> out for them guys. Head on a swivel. But, man, I don't know that I've seen anybody get rocked harder than Casey Mears did. Yeah, we haven't. That, that's the only one that I can remember. There's been some incidents at the airport. There's been some incidents at the, at the airport? hall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Gordon popped somebody at the airport one time. Nice. Oh, yeah. And, and Tony Stewart popped somebody in the truck. There's been guys, there's been stuff happen that didn't get out there. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, but Atlanta? <laughs> Atlanta, the motor coach fight from a year and a half yeah, ago, a year that, and two weeks that ago. That we don't know nothing about. We don't know anything about. Nope. Choke fest in, ensued in a motorhome on a couch, and nice. they, weren't, they weren't spooning. They were mad at each other. <laughs> Like there's oh, just boy. there's a lot of but but still even then I haven't seen anybody get rocked driver yeah. to driver. See, harder I'm than trying Casey to remember Mears this. Too. Like I can't I can't think of this. I'll have to look this. I mean, I remember up. I remember Earnhardt one time choke slamming Rusty in the middle of a practice at like Michigan or somewhere like in the mid '90s. They uh, they got mad at each other and and uh, he grabbed I think they, what they call Rusty rubberneck or something. Yeah, he did. That's and, what uh, they called him. From <laughs> so Earnhardt went in there and choke slammed him. You know, like solid. Yeah, I mean, like all that stuff's awesome because I mean that's passion. I mean, we we pour yeah. our hearts and souls into this and we get mad and I'm not saying react. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, saying fighting needs to happen, but I am. I love it. Well, uh, you know, it's it's good to see emotion, you know, come out, and I don't I don't think two crews need to ever really. Do go you think? And, do you think that Daniel went down there to fight? Uh no, I don't think Danny went over there to fight. I don't either. Do you see how Michael went straight for his throat? Uh, I did kind of see that. Yeah, I mean at that point, bets are off. Yeah, someone comes at you. He's had his helmet and Hans on still too, and if he's coming at you swinging, and not I to like, mention he's like six foot yeah. four himself. Yeah. And so. I like how they had a post race interview with Suarez too. He's like, I used to fight all the time in middle school, and then he yeah. happened to have that um, wrestling promo thing that he was doing too with the pro yeah. wrestler it yeah. all just like Ray worked Mysterio. out I yeah that, that was planned that's awesome <laughs> that is it good. is entertaining though right you know i mean yeah. people want so many people watch hockey for fights right i've never you been know? to a hockey game i've only been to one hmm. and the fight made the today show on saturday oh see there Did you go it? yeah crazy yeah. all right last question here r feinstein asks if you guys could go back and play a character in any movie who would it be Hmm. Man, I think Tom Cruise and Top Gun would be pretty fun. Yeah, he kind of got to do it all, man. He got to race, he, he got to fly. Motorcycle. Motorcycle, a chick. Yeah. Had his buddy, man, Goose. Volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> yeah. That girl's a doctor, too, man. So, like, when you quit doing whatever you're doing, you don't have to do anything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's pretty, Top Gun, done. That's pretty solid, man. Yep, that's that's me. Um, I don't know, man. Something about Mary. That guy was kind of cool. <laughs> he had fun. He had a challenge. <laughs> Remember the kid that wore the ear muscles? Beat the crap out of him. Man, I don't know. Any movie. I, I don't know. Who would you be, Hannah? 
You're, you're, are you in a chick flicks or what do you do? I have not a Rose, clue. I, like, that's Titanic. Rose and Titanic. <laughs> Dude, she froze to death out there in that water and then she no, buried she her lived. No, no, no. Yeah. She, she pushed she, him off the okay, little floaty Okay, she board. froze almost to death. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's still clipping. There's You can Google that and there's like they showed ways that they could have both laid on the board and they would have both <laughs> made it, but no. Yeah, it shows how like they could have maneuvered both bodies on there in like 10 that different ways be, to live. That would be my choice if you don't die at the end. Maybe he wanted out. Because that was kind of a, I mean. Maybe that, he wanted out. Is that what you maybe said? Maybe he wanted out. Yeah, maybe. Solid. I mean, at some point, you're like, all right, this sucks. I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm freezing to death. Pull a hero move I'm and just be like, in. I'm yep. doing it for you. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Oh, man. Karate so Kid, that, man. That was a cool movie. I like being the Karate Kid. Yeah, but he gets beat up a lot. He does. Yeah. Comes so out what, on the What's your pick? Top. What's my pick? Man, I don't know. You keep it. Like no, like I love like Footloose. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. So I'd probably be someone in Footloose. Get a Footloose. Yep, I went dancing on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good question. I don't really like have a specific movie that sticks out being a chick that I'd be like, that's well, it. You wouldn't pick like Pearl Harbor or something where the two dudes are after you and. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> there's Probably nothing, not. There's nothing worse than going on iTunes and reading a review and thinking it's a good movie, and you get on the plane and it's like some sad movie, and you're crying on the plane with all these guys around you. Like, man, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta screen my movies better. Have you seen A Star Is Born yet? I don't know. I ended up with some movie where they used to date and then they got back together, and he got hit by a train, and then her son got his heart, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. Were you and Clint watching a movie together? No, uh, no. <laughs> Did you guys? <laughs> No. Did you have a mask on? Yeah, blonde. Yeah, that's blonde why with the your mask was on. on. <laughs> they served us bean burritos on that plane. Maybe that's why oh. Clint kept his mask on. Yeah. After we knew bean we were. Bean burritos and a bunch of track guys <laughs> on a plane for four hours with the flu. That thing should have just yeah. been sidelined somewhere. Should have just kicked it. Man. All right. Going on to the rant here. You got anything to rant about? I feel like we rant enough during the <laughs> show. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I do either. I've been so happy this week. Yeah. Snowmobiling up. If you guys have never been to the Northwoods, of Wisconsin to snowmobile and go up into the upper, upper peninsula. It is freaking awesome. It's groomed trails, sleds run a hundred miles an hour. It's, it's sketch now. Like it's not for candy asses. I promise you that. Cause it was minus 17 on Wednesday morning Oof. when we woke up, but one of the most fun things I've ever done. Have you ever ridden a snow bike? No, but I saw those things. They look super cool. So back, I'm, I'm from Idaho. Right. Um, they've had a ton of snow, like Sun Valley area. And that's what my dad does. They have the snow bikes and him and all of his buddies will take off. And it's cool because it's like a snowmobile, but you can go yeah. in and out of the trees and like you're not restrained to a like a trail. I actually like retweet my dad's videos on Twitter all right. the time of them snow biking. I'm convinced he doesn't work anymore. That's He's just awesome. snow biking. You know, the snowmobile, I mean, I have a whole new respect for people that, that do the racing on those things and yeah. do, the, do the, I mean, even they're everything. They're insane. They're, they're heavy. Yeah. Like they're not easy to drive. You don't just turn and it turns. Like you got to really work your body weight and stuff. So it was, man, it was super Snowmobiles fun. and can't ride with somebody either. It's impossible to ride somebody on a snowmobile. For sure. You know. And, but I have a buddy that has a snowmobile. Um, uh, it's called Barant's Outback Adventure. And he does it. I'm not sure the location of it exactly, but he, uh, he literally rides the snowmobiles through the woods, up the mountains, through the woods and, like I'll, I'll show you some pictures of what he does. It is it is insane what he does. The snow's so deep too. Yeah. Like I, there's, man, I'd stick to trail ride. We did the backcountry stuff in Montana. I've done that a couple times. It's super fun, but this was a whole different experience. This was more like riding a Harley, but you're on a motorcycle and it's bumpy and you're I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. Did you guys talk about Elliot coming back last week? Oh no, we should do that. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, Elliot uh, announced he's coming out of his 
full-time retirement to run two races. First race will be Richmond. He's made some pretty funny videos over the winter about how great retirement life was, eating bacon and eating biscuits and drinking moonshine in the middle of the week. So when we put this deal together, I was like, hey, man, you got to uh, do another video. And he's like, all right, what do you want me to do? I was like, I don't know. You're coming out of retirement, so you've been doing all these wild hair, big bearded, <laughs> you know, lazy-ass I'm in retirement videos, so do something else. So he did that little video where he uh, was eating a salad. and Eye of the Tiger's playing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he says the word water. <laughs> water. <laughs> drinks some water. So he's going to come back and run Richmond and run Vegas. And, Obviously, and there was uh, current because the radio was playing. Some current. <laughs> yeah, they don't call it electricity. They call it current. Current. Oh, so like when the power goes out, which is how we say it, they go, we don't, we don't have no current. And so I literally, current. first time I heard it, I was like, man, I don't, is there a river <laughs> around here or like what the, what, still getting like water powered yeah like what's current but yeah so anyway it's good to see him come back man it'll be fun he he really wanted to run richmond and nutrient solutions was kind enough to let him kind of pick which ones they want to do and then vegas is close to their headquarters so it uh it's always cool to see those guys kind of bounce in and bounce back out dell jr's obviously coming back to run have they announced that yet darlington yeah yeah they did announce it because i think he kind of announced it on twitter before the team announced yeah. it um they but, say on every xfinity broadcast so it's yeah, official so it's official so <laughs> yeah. it uh man it's cool to see those guys come back yeah i'm excited for it i could tell oh you said will's gonna come on for a show wheel. so wheel uh wheel's been uh, driving some wheel. buses around for wheel people. Come we back. gotta we gotta get will on here man tell some will story so will's drove, drove l.a's bus for 20 years hannah okay um He's he's a complete shit show. Poor guy. <laughs> so Talladega one time, um, we were all at the racetrack. Sunday morning, we have a spotters meeting at 8.30. I get a text from Will at 8 o'clock saying, I can't find the Explorer. The Explorer was a tow vehicle that we towed behind the bus. So I'm like, man, <laughs> I got to get Elliot up. I got to get Elliot breakfast because the bus driver isn't here. So I go back there, and I wake Elliot up. And I always stay in the front of Elliot's bus. He stayed in the back. So I go back, wake him up. Hey, man, Will can't find the Explorer. So, of course, we're like, what? What do you mean you can't find the Explorer? So <laughs> I make breakfast. I miss the spotter meeting. About an hour later, Will calls me. Hey, man, they found Explorer. I'm like, okay, awesome. Where, where is it? Well, it's in the middle of the median between uh, my hotel and the racetrack on I-20. Wait, what? And I'm like, okay, well, Will, that, that doesn't sound real good. He's like, no, oh no, God. but I'm, I'm headed there now, man, and uh, – I'm going to get it. So he gets there. Camera phones were still relatively new, you know, and, and weren't great by any means, but we had camera phones. So 10 minutes later, I get a picture of the Explorer basically wrecked in the middle of the median. Still to this day, I don't know how it got there. Um, but nonetheless, Will gets an Explorer. He shows up to work three hours late. So we tell a lot of Will stories. He flooded a whole condominium complex at Daytona. He won the Southern 500 <laughs> one year in a motorhome. So we could go on and on and on. So yeah. we want Will to come on here and maybe give his side of the story. So maybe before Richmond, we could yeah. try to get on. Yeah, yeah no, sounds interesting. Because yeah. he, he tells the story that I tell the story a lot better <laughs> than it really was. But anybody that knows Will knows that that's not true. No, you need to hear it from him. Yeah. Oof. All right, DBC Picks. Man, you, I think you told Joy to pull over on that last lap and let Kevin go. No, I wanted that point, man. Just so I, you could win. Kevin finally figured out how to move around and get a good <laughs> run off the top. So I got to go first. Yeah, TJ finally won a race. Man, and he barely won it. Yeah. I mean, cool. last lap won it. So I'll take Keselowski. Boy, so I guess I'm going to go with Suarez. Suarez? Yep. Coming off momentum? Coming off. He uh, needs a good nickname now. Uh. What's fighter in Spanish? What's fighter in Spanish? Yeah. I don't know. You can't ask me questions. You don't know. You know, I don't know Spanish. I don't know how to order a beer. You said you read his tweets in Spanish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> the important thing. Yeah. You dang right. It's important. So Fontana, eight hour flight. Oh my gosh. Don't you miss the Dell Jr. days when you got on that citation and you just flew out there nonstop? Maybe he'll go this week. Had your own bathroom. Maybe he'll go this week. Had your own seat. <laughs> Flew free. TV. No, nah, there's no TV. Y'all had freaking Wi-Fi on there. That's different. That's you not can stream. TV. You can stream. Oh, you're not streaming on that. <laughs> it's that like, new generation stuff you can. It's like AOL, AOL dial-up days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome. You've, You've got, got mail. mail. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. All right, I've got a movie review. Porky's. TJ made me watch. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why... <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm gonna read them in my review, but it's definitely there's some stuff. I did can't you watch say it by yourself? Yes, you did. Yeah. Well, that ain't no fun. You should uh, have yeah. some chicks over well, and got that damn tequila out I gave you. <laughs> I was actually at home, so I'm gonna watch this quick. Oh. So, in the 1981 comedy film Porky's, directed by Bob <laughs> Clark, the boys of Angel Beach High School, including Pee Wee, um, Tommy, Billy, and Mickey, are desperate to come of age <laughs> and enjoy the more mature ways of life. <laughs> However, when they try and visit a local shoe show named Porky's, they use fake IDs to get in. But then after seeing the adult establishment, what the adult establishment had to offer, they tested their luck by asking Porky for a more private experience and are kicked out and have their money stolen by Porky himself. <laughs> and then the film becomes uh, focused on revenging Porky. As it builds up to the revenge scene, the boys engage in a number of ill-suited activities. Did you like the movie or not uh, like the it movie? Was kinda, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to watch Porky's 2. This was your recommendation? What? TJ's recommendation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to watch this from. It back. was funny, but it was like you, ha- you was were supposed lot. to watch it with a bunch of chicks. That was he didn't not tell part you that you part. About that part. Oh, God, boy. TJ, terrible is advice. One, is that the one where the woman in the shower? No. Okay, that's yeah. probably two. You got to watch Porky's too. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got to. That's one of the classic scenes. Man. I'll watch. <laughs> i watch Goonies next week, so we're ready for Freddy's Truffle Shuffle. Oh yeah, so you've never seen Goonies? Nah. So you got to watch that. Yes, I will watch that one. And so we will have we'll have you do the movie movie review. Can I can't you talk please today. cut the review down okay. some next time. Thirty seconds. Good cool. lord. Okay. How about you don't take any advice from Dilner anymore and just let us run our show and let him run his. And here he comes. Ready? <laughs> three, two, one. Big <laughs> tree, fall hard. <laughs> All right, we're uh, hey, uh, we're so, off to Fontana. Yeah, me and Jason, I want to play him in basketball. I really do for hundred. Hundred bucks. I want. He we, said he'd play for a hundred. Yes, yeah, so I got saw a him months. hobbling on crutches though. Jason so I don't got to win like... hundred bucks. Well, I'm gonna win. Bucks? Well, that's He's... why you're gonna sponsor him. Oh, got <laughs> roped I'll, in there. I'll put up Jason's hundred bucks. Perfect. This is the size difference. I will block it easy. And Tony Mayhoff also said we need a referee because TJ will assume he's been fouled every single time. Here's how much money I got on Jason. Hundred bucks. Oh, wait, three, four, oh, three. Well, you tweeted my four. your money was on me. Five hundred bucks. Six. I might oh. be changing sides here, dog. You realize? <laughs> you realize he got hurt <laughs> sitting down. And uh, we're by going the way, big on Jason. Producer Jason's our guy. Once I'm healed, I'm all so good. So I get that if I win. I hit big in Vegas. That's the only reason I got all. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. All right, give me a couple months. I'll heal up and then. Okay. We'll hey, hey, no bullshit. You're going to train now. You're going to heal up, and you're going to train. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm pretty good at basketball. We got this. Yeah, I heard you're a basketball coach over here, too. So was, you've got yeah. this. You He's coach really kids. We undefeated. Yeah, you coach kids, yes. so it works out good, pretty right? Good, I got uh, a kid named Jatavia on this eight that could beat TJ because he could beat me. <laughs> this kid's a baller. Well, that's different. We're talking about Jason back here. <laughs> Look at Jason. Basketball superstar. 6-1 I mean, versus what? No, this kid. 5-7, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Kid. 
I'm ready. Where are we doing this at? Are we doing it at Dell Jr.'s place or are we renting nah, a gym we, around here? There's a basketball a, place right here at Tower Point. Yeah, we go right over there. Yeah. I don't care. During lunch break or something or whatever, you're not writing up a three minute movie review. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. All right. Cool. I don't care who. All Hannah, right. thank you for coming and helping. Good Lord. Yeah, no, thank you. I. You only quit twice. I only quit twice. Yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. that's... <laughs> you're, okay, you're fired. See ya. <laughs> oh, right. And there is the three. You're out. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Share the show on social media. Retweet, like it, tweet us your comments, and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Again, thanks, guys, for having me on. It was interesting, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. <laughs> Sounds thanks good. for filling in. We're out. See ya. Holla. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.